It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. We're here back again. It is Tuesday. Told you we wouldn't leave you. We're, we're here oh. through thick and thin. It was thin, close. Y'all. It was nip and tuck there for a minute. It, was. <laughs> it really was. We, we flipped a coin and coin came back we're, and said, you're here. on the pod. We're here. All right. Uh, if you're new to the pod, welcome. Hopefully, this isn't your first time because this is your first time on the pod. Boy, after it's that a kind tough of loss. week. My it's a tough goodness. week to be jumping on board, but we we get new we'll listeners you. all the time. We're glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Um, uh, maybe you're curious what our takes on our the program going forward. We have them. Maybe if you're curious well, we on who was most to blame, we have those as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not recruiting gurus or insiders of any stretch of the imagination. We are fans through and through. Yeah, and this is the season when you really start to learn that. Um, those quote-unquote insiders, they're also not insiders. <laughs> Turns out they don't know a thing. They are just as much of an outsider as many of us, but uh, we read their stuff just like you read their stuff, so it's fine. We're Georgia fans. Um, uh, that's what we are. That's what this podcast is. It's a podcast for fans, by fans. We're not here to talk um, uh, about anything but what fans want to talk about so if you want to join in the conversation you can email us lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com if you want to hit us up on twitter you can do that at dogs podcast um uh, we'd love to talk about what you want to talk about tomorrow wednesday we'll do a mailbag um uh, we record that episode on tuesday night and so if you're listening to this and it's tuesday um you can email us or send us a send us a message on twitter and we will we'd love to get your question answered or your topic addressed um uh we've already got a we got a write in factor fiction on uh the twitters to um to discuss um uh, we got several things that we're going to try to get to we'd love to get to yours so you can go ahead and send it in now you can subscribe to the podcast if you're new especially just hit that subscribe button that helps us out a ton um uh, leave us a rating five stars are always appreciated leave us a review um and we would love to uh, have you join us every day. We're here Monday through Friday talking about the dogs. Uh, we will talk about the basketball season as well as we get uh, further into that. But for now, we just we can't get away from what we saw on Saturday. And so we're going to continue to dive in. We're going to talk about uh, what happened uh, at the game. We're going to talk about our thoughts about um, the coordinators and the coaching staff, and we are going to talk about our thoughts about the program in mm-hmm. the big picture. Uh, but let's start right there in Atlanta, in what is quickly becoming my least favorite stadium in the country, the Mercedes-Benz. Um, uh, Clint, we're going to talk about what was ugly about this game. Um, uh Ugly, uglier, and ugliest, maybe, if we can even get that far down the Gosh. road. So, Clint, uh, I'm going to let you lead us off here. What what did you find to be particularly ugly about this game on Saturday? Uh, what was particularly ugly to me, and and it just, it was disheartening. Uh, I know we did, we, we said last episode that the defense was third most responsible, not first or second, and not least, but third. Uh, Daniel, what was disgusting and ugly was to see Tyler Clark just get neutered in this game. After talking him up for so many weeks with beast mode, and he was just nowhere, Daniel. It was ugly to watch him get no push on the defensive line. 
It wasn't I the mean, ugliest, but it was ugly. When's the last time you called Malik Herring's name? Oh. Was it last week? Was well, no, it, it the was, week before? It, it was when he batted a pass back to Joe Burrow and he made a 25-yard gain. That was, oh, that was the last time yeah. I, I said Malik. First quarter. Gosh. That's you just you just got to my uglier uh what you just got to my second segment. So I'm gonna go ahead and skip to it now. I, I agree with you. This defense as a whole. You wanna talk about what's ugly. How about how about forty four with a bead on Joe uh-huh. Burrow and Joe Burrow just start pulling away from him. Pulling away from him like he's not moving. We talked this cat up like he was on kickoff team, like he's gonna hunt somebody some running back down. He can't he can't get to Joe Burrow to touch his jersey. Did Nolan Smith play in this game, Clint? Did he I, have an I, undisclosed injury that I didn't know about? News to me. I didn't I didn't see him make was a Was he one of the 97 people that was in the tent on the sideline for the oh squad? Oh, my gosh. Gosh, there's so many things. We, this segment's called Ugly, Uglier, and Ugliest, so I don't know. Like, we could. <laughs> we <laughs> set ourselves just, up for you failure. You want to just rapid fire? Because Can we, it's all, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's, it's uh, all head injuries. and hands. It, Dominic Burlock going down with a torn ACL, uh, ugly, ugly. Tyreek Stevenson. Tyreek Stevenson. Getting carted off the field uh, after really coming on strong and playing some of his best ball of the season. We already talked about DeAndre Swift. Never 100%. Never. Uh, how about how about Eric Stokes getting just absolutely abused on the outside by Jefferson? By just twisting him, turning him around like he don't know where he's looking. It was, it was tough to watch. We talked about we talked about the safeties. You talked about J.R. Reed in particular. Um, uh, listen, this offense for LSU is good. This they, but, they are. Uh, I'll say this. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what was ugly to me about this game was it just became clear early on. And and this is the longtime Georgia fan in me talking, and so. If you're if you if you're new new Georgia fan, maybe just just listen and learn. But if you're a longtime Georgia fan, you, you know this this feeling. You just you felt you felt it starting to stack up, didn't you? Like this game just had that feeling every time they went to the monitor. You didn't every have time. to wait. You didn't have to wait to know what was coming back. And I'm not saying they were bad calls. Lewis Seen comes in, forces a fumble, recovers a fumble. Hmm. It, it didn't. It, it took me one half of one second to tell my son, son, don't jump up and down like that. That's getting overturned. Mm-hmm. That's getting overturned. Tyler Simmons goes down and maybe catches a ball. Sure. Took me one half of one second to say, I don't think he caught that. Every time... There was a – we bat a ball. We freaking – we get our hands up. We bat a ball. Joe Burrow catches it 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and I think, great. Now it's not an incomplete pass. Now it's a sack. Now he has to, quote-unquote, has to run with it. He can't throw that thing a second time, Daniel. No, he can't. But you know what he can't do is he can just run mm. for a first down as if none of our players are even on the field. Everything that could have gone wrong in this game, you know, it's just one of those games, Clint. Yeah. We got absolutely blitzed, and yeah. 
again, it was nobody's fault but our own. It like really you can't wasn't. blame the refs. You can't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just we just played terribly. Uh, uglier Daniel was was me. I'll, I'll own oh. it. Yeah. I'll own it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was uglier, Daniel? Let's take a was, moment for us, Georgia fans. Yeah. Just a moment. Here's what everything you just said. I should have known, Daniel. I've, mm-hmm. been, I've been there a couple times. I should have known with all the calls going, or not the calls, not the refs' fault, but but the ball bouncing their way. Yeah. Uh, getting with our drops, with our miscues, with our stupidity, and then Daniel, the stand. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna put this in quotes. The quote unquote stand before half. Right, in mm-hmm. which we held him to a field goal, three mm-hmm. straight passes, and I thought to myself, and this is shame on me. I thought, shame. okay, okay, I see you, mm-hmm. Nicobe, batting that down. I see us mm-hmm. bowing up. We're gonna come out second half. We're gonna be a different team. That mm-hmm. that was uglier on me. I I shouldn't have done that to myself. It was uglier. That was uglier on you, Clint. Thanks for owning that. Um, no, I, what I a play it. by Nicobe Dino. I mean, we don't have a lot of positive things to say about this game. But he's in my least, most least responsible, my most least responsible for from yesterday. <laughs> by by the way, that, that is the state we're in. We're, we're searching for good vocabulary, and that's the best we got. Um, I, I'll, just say, I'll just say this. This defense, Clint, it's not going anywhere. Nope. This defense is not going to go anywhere. Nicobe Dean might be an All-American next year. Mm-hmm. He might, he might mm-hmm. just go ahead and just say, "I'll take the buckets as a sophomore." Thank you, please, and thank you. I'll take mm-hmm. it right now. Um, this defense is not going to go anywhere. Now, will it matter? Those are questions that we have to answer uh, as we move forward. But um, let, let the record state: Mississippi State two years ago had the second best defense in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. And then they all went to the NFL, and they never did anything while they were there. Correct. Except get beat 31-3, to coached by Dan Mullen in Sanford Stadium. Um, uh, I'll tell you what was the ugliest for me, Clint, and this is not, you know, we went off on a little Jake Fromm, on a little Jake Fromm rant yesterday, and... Um, 700 people turned off the podcast simultaneously, I guarantee you. Just like, just right off the top, just like people just immediately just like could put a dent in the screen of their phone hitting pause on the, on the podcast because they're not here to listen to us talk about Jake Fromm. And listen, I'll just say this. If you didn't like that, you're sure as heck not going sure to like this one. Okay. This is not me taking a shot. At one of the all-time greats. But you just hate to see a man end his career the way that Rodrigo did in this game. Just a real ugly performance. Um, uncharacteristic. You know, you just feel like when you start him off with a 52-yarder in a game that we have to have all the pressure. You know, I know... He's not. He doesn't seem as though he's one to get rattled, mm-hmm. but it just fe- it feels unfair to the kid. His How first could you kick, not? his first kick of the game, is. I mean, all we've done is go three and out, or with a penalty first down. So go six and out, give up a touchdown, and now all of a sudden here we come 
with an opportunity to put some points on the board, but when we run the patented third and 11 draw, we only gain two yards, and we're still kicking a 52-yard field goal. Uh, you trot him out there for it. I know he's the best kicker in the country, but it's just not putting him in a position to succeed. It was ugly, and you feel yeah. like it got in his head, and then he missed another one, and... Um, I'm not going to act like those points really mattered, you know, like, but 16 to 37 is still a beatdown. But you just hate to see it for Rodrigo. It was, it was pretty brutal to watch. I completely agree. Here's the ugliest moment to me Jake Fromm's second interception typifies the entire game. Okay, go back and watch it if you so have the gall. Oh, God, and, no. And Don't I, go I, back I, and it, watch it. What are you saying, Clint? Daniel, Daniel. Never, never Dan- again. come on there's gonna be a time when i'm feeling so low and depressed i'll just be like ah let's just let's just make it a trifecta on this day you know the dog ran away the kids (laughs) vomited in the car sure let's just let's just turn this up no i've never watched the last year's alabama game i never watched 2017 alabama game and i will never watch this game again okay so let me let me just in your mind's eye then okay play the second interception take Take me me back Jake Fromm, we're getting rolled already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this boat is raced. where the boat race. This is where the stadium empties after Jake Fromm's second interception when he drops back in what I can only tell you is some sort of line dancing uh, uh, <laughs> footwork. Okay, I, I don't know how to explain it another way. Just the dosi do back in the pocket, staring down George. Pickens. At one point, he clapped midway through the drop back and then switched As, directions immediately, like. He did a as little he, spin. As he spun the ball in his hands, he bowed he to his partner at one point yeah. during the drop back. I'm not sure. <laughs> not uh, sure what that was. Staring down George Pickens. We all knew that the seven yard out was coming. Every mm-hmm. single person. Which including... one of us knew in particular, Clint, that yes. it was coming? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, uh, George Pickens tries his best to come back on a ball. And Jake Fromm telegraphs a pass, throws it right into the arms, and LSU runs it back down to inside the 20, and they score. That was the point that it was the ugliest for me that I said, yep, that's who we are. That right there exemplifies everything this game and this year has been around. We're trying to throw a meaningless pass Mm -hmm. to gain meaningless yards upon which we will attempt field goals at the (laughs) end of said drive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> in a game that's already only, in hand. In a game that's already in hand. And not only are we incapable of completing those meaningless passes to achieve meaningless yards in order to attempt field goals in a game where we're losing by 35. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is that true, but not only are we not even capable of it, but we in fact do it so poorly that we mm-hmm. assist the other team in experience in extending the lead against Correct. That's who we are. That's that's, that's the, ugliest. the ugliest. It really is. Uh, we uh, we got some more things coming up. We're going to uh, go into a time of would you rather right after this. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Daniel, this is a favorite segment. Now, we said uh, famously we would never talk about would-you-rathers in any other fashion as it pertains to injury, which we'll keep that going throughout the pod. For the history of this pod, we will always do that. Okay. That's right. Uh, so Which I means this, we're not allowed to talk about any current Georgia players because I believe they are all in the tent still. Every They're last all one of them. Injured. The 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 just a tunnel was underneath the tent. You walk in there, it's not a bathroom, it's not it's just a tunnel that just goes straight down into a bottomless pit, capturing mm-hmm. every last scully that we have. Correct. Yes, correct. Yeah. So who are um, we going to talk about in this would you rather club? We're gonna talk about players not on the team at all mm. yet. Okay. Okay. And 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 also coordinators, not even on the team. Daniel, we're just talking about people outside the building, okay, in this would you okay. rather. All right. Okay. Would you rather finish outside of the top five recruiting this year? So we finish outside top five recruiting class this year, okay. but we get our first choice offensive coordinator, which, by the way, you and I are in agreement. Jimmy C. is not it. So okay. He ain't it. I don't he know who it. he is. So if you're going to ask me that follow-up question, I, I'm no. not prepared with an answer. No, no. I, that's why I said our first choice, whoever that first choice is. Okay. The heads that B came together, we got some smart things. We said, hey, we're going to overhaul. Here's the best offensive coordinator. So we finish outside top five recruiting class, but we get our first choice OC, or we get a top two recruiting class, either one or two, but we get our third choice offensive coordinator. Which one you taking? The first one. Yeah. It's not even close. It's not, not even, close. even... I would finish outside the top 10, Clint. I wanted to put that on there, and I thought that was so ludicrous because that's what I would have said. I never, there was not a chance. I was like, ah, Daniel's not going to answer that. I'm, he's not going to. He's going to take the other one. I'd rather finish out the top 10 100%, Daniel. 100% of the time. Um, there is no more important thing associated with the University of Georgia football program than the who is going to be the offensive coordinator next season. There's not not there's nothing. There's no recruit, there's no current player that I wouldn't trade for the right offensive coordinator. Not a single player on the team that I would choose to keep if I had my choice. So you better believe players not even yet on the team. First of all, we may finish outside the top five anyway. Any hoozle, yep. Mm-hmm. So why not go ahead and get my first choice, again, whoever that might be, at offensive coordinator, which brings me, I think, Clint, to a much bigger point of conversation. Okay. And that is this. I'm going to give you my take. And I'm going to ask you to respond to it and, and, and ask you what your opinion is. But after watching this game, I am um, 100% convinced that the University of Georgia will never win a national championship with James Coley as the offensive coordinator, no matter who the players are and no matter how good any of the other units are. Okay. Uh, not only is he clearly unable to make adjustments in games, not only is his overall philosophy and game plan uh, suspect, but the, the, the way college football is going 
Clint. It just, I don't need us to be Oklahoma Mm -hmm. or or even LSU this year. Mm -hmm. I don't need that from Georgia. But I need, you can't win college football games if you can't score points against inferior defenses. And Again, Georgia that, that very can't simple sc- concept. But but Clint, that is not the way this team is built. This team is not built to score points at will against inferior defenses. This team is built to crush inferior teams and out-physical them and hold them to zero and beat them easily 24 to 3. But that's not how you win college football games. And if you need more explanation than that, I direct you to the college football playoff. Oh, well, that's interesting that you would mention the four teams there. And any of those four teams known for, well, Ohio State has Chase Young, but and Clemson doesn't play anybody. But what are all four of those teams known for, Daniel? It's it's offense, Clint. They're the four best offenses in the country. Correct. End of list. That's it. I, we've 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 gone on and on about this, but no, uh, that take. Do you Daniel, disagree? He, do you disagree, now, Clint? You throw this to me, and I I'm I'm on this podcast of saying I love teams with a good defense, but again, we've also been on this podcast of saying both two things can be true at the same time. Okay, two things can uh-huh. happen at the same time. Now LSU last two games came on strong defense. Well, it's yet to see if they'll continue that. Okay. Uh, going forward uh, in the college football sure. playoff. Who, who knows? Ohio State, good defense. Clemson hasn't played. That's yet to be seen. You can have a stout defense and an incredible offense at the same time. These two things can be true at once. So, Kirby, we all know that you are head coach and defensive coordinator with Dan Lanning as your very close assistant. I, I, I get that. I understand. Mm-hmm. We need an offensive coordinator. And here's what here's the take. You said this to me the other day. I didn't know how I felt about it until something clicked in my head where we need an offensive coordinator who doesn't who who will a stand up to Kirby and say come at me bro like I, you want to fight let's fight about this you're not going to tell me on third and 15 to, to run a draw you're, you're not no you're not going to do that um b we need somebody who is going to be an offensive coordinator that is going to be forgotten by the rest just in his own land doing his own thing okay Jimmy C is a second tier personality like that in that kind of field. We need we need Kirby to do what Coach O did, which says, "Hey, I'm going to give up that. Go have fun. Go make an incredible mm-hmm. offense and come back to me and tell me what that is. I'll be over here coaching these guys up, and we can have both things happen at the same time." I completely agree with your take. After a night to sit on it, hundred percent. Clint, is Kirby going to do that? I'm I'm reserving that for right now. I don't want to answer that. I don't want to answer that. You don't want to answer it because you know the answer. I don't want to answer that. The answer is no, Georgia fans. He's not going to do that. So you then, can dream and you can hope and you can wish. Clint, ask me who the offensive coordinator of Georgia is going to be next year. I don't want to ask that question either. But Daniel, who's the who's the OC going to be? Because you know, you already know who the OC is going to be, guys. I know, guys. You know. know exactly who it's going to be. 
He's going to be. Jimmy, he's got. He's getting. Jimmy he's got gel. He's got the gel on the comb already. Starting to slick back that hair and hit that South Florida recruiting trail. Talking about winning the day or something. James Cole is going to be the offensive coordinator of Georgia next year, and you're going to know everything that you need to know about Kirby's. Like, I'm not saying he'll never get there, but, but not this year. He's not. He's not there right now. Kirby's. Kirby will not go along with what he perceives to be you and my overreaction to this. Uh, so that's where we are. Well, you just put a bright, cheery disposition on my day, Daniel. Thanks. Didn't I? You did. Didn't I? I mean, you do it well. Uh, we have a few more things. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't say thank you. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> there must have been someone else. No, We're going to talk about the state of uh, UGA uh, right after this. But first, treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 or more. We download the DoorDash app and enter a promo code locked on. Listen on the go. If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find these or find this and all their offers from our locked on sponsors at lockedonpodcasts.com slash offers. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Uh, Daniel, we are talking some more about just the state of University of Georgia in entirety. Okay. So you just made a claim that this year Kirby Smart will retain James Coley as offensive coordinator. Uh, The world will fall around us and we'll go back to doing the same things we did this year, hopefully with different personnel and hopefully with different results, which by the way, uh, have you ever heard the the just beautiful quote by Albert Einstein, Hmm. uh, the definition of insanity? That's hmm. it. Sounds familiar. Uh-huh. Remind definition us. Of ins- oh. Definition of insanity is doing the same dang thing. My added uh, uh, vocabulary: mm-hmm. doing the same dang thing and expecting different results is the definition Hiring of insanity. The same offensive coordinator oh. over and over again. So, and so Daniel, I ask you: different results. That's exactly right. So I ask you: with the state of UGA as of today, I give you three categories: is the sky falling? There are bumps ahead. Or we're fine. We just got to ride this out. Sky's falling, bumps ahead, or just fine. What's mm. the state of UGA football today? Well, the sky is not falling. Now, listen, the Georgia's not Georgia's not in for a recession. Okay, Georgia is not going to plummet. Um. So that's not happening. Uh, there are bumps ahead. Mm-hmm. That is true. And we'll, I don't, it's hard to know what you mean by just fine, but it feels like if I had to put a, if I had to bet, I would still bet that we're going to be just fine. So somewhere in between, there are bumps ahead and we're going to be just fine. I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm processing this today, Georgia fans, 
as I'm sitting here and I just go ahead and argue with me. And it's like, listen, I'm happy that we won these games that I'm about to mention. I'm happy that we won them because wins are better than losses. No matter what those people on Twitter tell you. Uh, and we won. And that means something. Mm-hmm. But don't act like Florida's not better than us this year. Florida has a better football team than we do, Clint. Hmm. Oh my, Daniel. Uh, all the fans, now are we ranked all ahead the fans of them? That kept listening through my yeah, tirade through Jake Fromm. You just you just lost we the just other lost half. Them. We just lost them. We just lost them. Listen, I'm never going to admit that to a Florida fan. Don't don't don't. Uh, and I don't I don't suggest you do the same either. No. No, no. This is in house. Am talk I right happy? Now. Am I happy that we're ranked ahead of them? Yeah, sure, I'm happy. But does that mean we're better than them? No. I, I honestly, I just, I don't think we are. I don't know that I think we're better than Auburn this year. Hmm. Uh, Clint, this team was not good. This team outperformed its uh, ability this year. Yeah. And so. The question is going to be, again, this defense is not going anywhere. Nope. And so the defense is going to be good enough. You pencil in 10 wins next year. Mm-hmm. Like you just, just, I mean, I know we play Alabama on the road next year. So 10, you know, 10 to start with might be, but you, pro- you probably pencil in 10 wins next year. The problem is if one of them is not against Florida, we might not win the East mm-hmm. next year. You know, we go ten and two and lose to Alabama and Florida. That's a fine season if you're a Florida fan, because that's what they've been bragging about for the last two years. Uh, but that's not just fine for me. No. And so, am I ready to sit here and say that that's not a real possible scenario, depending on what happens with this offense in terms of personnel and coaching? Ugh. It feels like there could be some bumps ahead. Yeah. No, Daniel, I agree. It's in between uh, those two. The sky is not falling. Calm down. We're, we're going to be the in sky contention. Is not falling. Just this is not legacy defining for Kirby, okay? Um, he's going to have to make some tweaks. We're going to have to change some things. But to prove my point, I want to ask you that I think a lot of this is perception, Daniel, and a lot of this is the feels. I'm going to try to make a point here. Uh, Daniel, would you say that Jennifer Aniston himself, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. has he had a Trevor, good year? You, it's Woodworth, I think. <laughs> I think you mispronounced his last name. Oh, no, you're talking about the Clemson quarterback. Never I'm mind. talking Go ahead. about the Clemson quarterback. Go ahead. Yes, Clemson quarterback, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Hey, hey, Trevor. How uh, you doing, Trevor? How you doing, Trevor? Has he had a, a, a worse season or a better season than last year? He played worse than he did last year. Okay. Okay. This is, this is his stats... Last year compared to this year, okay. Last okay. year, thirty touchdowns. This year, thirty touchdowns. Okay. Last year, yards per attempt nine point three. This year, nine point nine. Okay. Last year, QB rating one fifty seven. This year's QB rating one seventy one. Oh. Okay. So, definitively, I mean, the touch the touchdowns. I had. I was gonna. I was gonna push back and say he only played like two thirds of the season last year. Uh, he, you know, because he didn't that start. Was in Kelly, fif- that was in fifteen Kelly, games last year. 
and Kelly well, Bryant. Well, but he didn't play. Yeah. Kelly Bryant was starting those first, you know, he was playing like the fourth quarter of some of those right. games. Right. Um, but the QBR and the yards per attempt is not, shouldn't matter based on that. So, no. Um, so those, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? I found that interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I did a little research myself. So here's here's my point with that. Okay. Is he going to transfer? Is that your point? <laughs> is, he, is he looking to transfer? Because that would be great. <laughs> like, that would be some speculation I would love to talk about. <laughs> this this just in. Breaking news. Just no. break. You remember when we said we weren't insiders? We've been slow playing y'all this whole time. Trevor and I, when we've been referencing Trevor in quotes... <laughs> Him and I, good friends. We go way back. Uh, I guess all that being said, a lot of this is perception. We did have a good year. This was a heartbreaking way to end it, a gut-wrenchingly ugly way to end it. And it doesn't matter because the season is over. We can go to a bowl game and whatever. But I guess my point is this. The sky is not falling. We're going to be fine. We need some tweaks to get us over the hump. And, yes, those tweaks need to come and need to get there. But we're we're a fine program heading in a fine direction. We'll get there, people. We'll get there. Honestly, this is good news, bad news for you. Good news is um, you're going to be watching Georgia play in extremely big, meaningful football games for years to come. That's what we're saying when we say the sky's mm-hmm. not falling. Mm-hmm. Like, top five matchups, a ton on the line, everything's at stake. You're going to be watching Georgia play. In those kind of games for years to come. The bad news is, after Saturday, I Do need some time. To? I need some time before. I, like I'm honestly, I'm glad that that the season's over because I need. I do not want to see another one of them. I can't handle it. I, will I need. Not survive I need it. Army Navy in a big way. Just a stupid, <sighs> yes, tradition laden. Let me get no emotion into this game. Give me Anthony Edwards for the win, <laughs> and that's that's what I'll take. All right. Um, uh, all right. We got more to talk about. We got more thoughts. We got more feelings. We want to know your thoughts and your feelings. Email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Um, uh, we'll do a mailbag on Wednesday's show tomorrow. Um, uh, we'll also talk about other news and notes and things that are happening in and amongst the program. Um, we'll continue to give our thoughts. Um, uh, as the week goes on, um, we will shift gears, maybe look ahead at some basketball stuff. We got lots to talk about. We got lots to discuss. Um, and we will be here as promised every day this week. Uh, so till tomorrow, we'll see you guys later. See ya. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.